once I got there, it was so amazing. And it like definitely meant the world because I had had so many great experiences beforehand and a mix of great up and down like we have in life, like, you know, not so great as well, but taught me a lot. So when I got there, I was a lot more prepared and equipped and I could appreciate the journey a lot more. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Perfectly Broken Podcast. Just like the Japanese art of Kintsugi, we're not trying to hide the cracks of our broken past, but rather highlight those struggles with gold. I will be vulnerable, real, and raw with y'all as we figure out how we can turn the damaged pottery of our lives into stunning works of art that are even more beautiful than we ever thought possible. All right. Welcome back to the Perfectly Broken Podcast, y'all. So I have a very special friend, which I know I say that all the time, but like this girl really, I mean, if you see like even right now, she's just so smiley and giggly and she is just such a breath of fresh air. So I met Katie in my coaching program And her name is Katie Sontag. She lives in Australia. This girl is dedicated. She is a badass. She was working at like, I mean, there were certain calls where it was what, like three in the morning and you were there and she just absolutely crushed it. So I was so excited to have her on my show and just share her energy with you guys. Katie, welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. And so Katie is in the army, right? And it's so funny because, you know, you have your like blonde hair and your beautiful makeup and like she would show up to these calls in her uniform and everything looking like a badass. And then we would be like running these exercises where half the people are crying, half the people are screaming. And Katie's just like giggling through the whole thing. Like you just have such a positive way about you. So why don't you share with the listeners a little bit about yourself. Hey, well, I have been in the military now for 11 years, still currently serving in the army as a physical training instructor. I joined when I was 19, straight out of school, just really wanted to do something different with my life. And it was a great way to move out of home and try something new that was completely out of my comfort zone. And that's kind of something that throughout my life, I've just tried to do when I get a little bit too comfortable. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I've got to try something new and really step out. So that was very scary at start. I actually only signed up to be there for a year and now I'm here 11 years later. So I must have liked it. But yeah, I became a physical training instructor in the army five years ago now. So I was a clerk before that. And then so in administration and then moved over into PT. And I love it. It's amazing to be able to just like, just serve people. It's been such a thing that I've done my whole life is just being able to help people meet their goals. Yeah, to help people like reach their goals and do those sorts of things. So to be able to do that in my job every day, is just such an incredible experience. And to really be able to talk to people about, you know, how they're going, because physical training isn't all just about physical training. A lot of it's about more what else is going on in your life and how it's all affecting you. So yeah, that's what got me into coaching, actually. 
I hired an energy healer, which I had never done before in my life. And I just kind of was like, she did a tarot reading on me and then I hired her as an energy healer for me for a little bit to try again, try something new, see what happens because the military was getting a little bit, I guess, always telling you where to live and what to do. Sometimes you want to have your own thing that's yours. And so I have always been searching for something outside of the military to have as my own and hopefully one day to make this business to the point where I can leave the military and have it as a part-time. I still want to be a part of it. I just would love to have my own business instead. So that got me into coaching and to QCA that popped up on my feed. Also having an Australian coach who left the military as well and she's into coaching. So the two things came up on my feed and I just said yes to both. I didn't even think twice. Yeah, that's how I met you through QCA. That's how I started my coaching business. And that's now how I empower busy women to take control of their health and well-being in all aspects. Yeah, that's incredible. That's something that I am a firm believer is like for myself, I never want to grow complacent. If I get too comfortable, I want to branch out and constantly be expanding myself. So I'm curious what led you to, and you touched a little bit on it, but like Going into the military, especially as a female, is a huge decision. So kind of tell me a little bit about how that decision was made and how it started out and, you know, where you're at now. Yeah, so my mom's really good friend who was like a second mom to me growing up, she was in the military and she wanted her daughters to join. They didn't really get into it, but I was the sporty one that loved fitness and played every sport under the sun, probably so I could not be at school as well. <laughs> so I loved sport. I just wanted to try it all. I would try everything and yeah, so she was like, what about joining the military for years and years? She kept being like, you should join, you should join. Like, it'll be fine. You really love it. Even just for like a year, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I applied for uni and then kind of was like, oh, I wouldn't mind having a gap year. A lot of people went overseas and things, but I was like, well, I don't really have the money to do any of that. Like it's coming straight out of school. I'm working jobs, but not enough to go and flaunt it all away. And, right. and so I was like, oh, the military, like, okay, a year, I can just go and like do something completely out of my comfort zone. I can try something so new. I was like, you know, I really looked up to my like second mom. I thought she was incredible. So I was like, yeah, like I would love to do that. And I'd love to try it. I mean, a year, what's a year of your life? Right. Like, right. It's fine. I can make some money. Yeah, so then joined the military. Didn't think I really knew what that meant (laughs) until I did it. But it was the best thing ever, honestly. Like the confidence, like they put you out of your comfort zone every day. It's just one of those things where you have to just sink or swim. And so I think that was great for my confidence. I was a really shy kid. I struggled with like speaking when I was younger. Younger, yeah. I struggled to read. So then that was all really hard. And then when I was at school, I would like first I remember I had to do a speaking thing and I had to do it just in front of the teacher because doing it in front of the class as well, I would like not be able to speak. I had a bit of a hard childhood when it came to like reading and being able to talk to people. So 
sport was my outlet and sport was what I was good at. So that's kind of how I went down that row out and like stayed with sport because I didn't have to talk or do anything. I could just do actions and people would see if I was good at something. So that was kind of how that all went about. So joining the military was like a second step to I'd become school captain because I did this course called Toastmasters where I had to go every week and I made myself do this too. I don't know if you guys have that. Yeah, we have it here too. Oh, yeah. So I made myself do that because my friend was like, you have to try, you like want me to try and get to get to be a captain of the school. So I went to this thing every week and I, every time I got there, we'd all try and escape. Because we'd be like, oh my God, we have to be here. But when I was like, I was determined because I was like, I want to be able to speak. And then when I had to speak in front of an assembly, I didn't want to have, you know, a full conniption. So... Yeah. So like, I guess that's kind of how it all progressed. So then after I'd done that, I was like, well, join the military. Like if I can speak in front of people, like surely and get through that in my life, surely I can do something a little bit different. So that was why I joined the military to try something new, to give it a year, to just make some money. And then I ended up loving it. I met some really incredible people in my first posting and they just let me try things and do things and they were so supportive of me and I was like, this is what the military is like. This is excellent. So I decided to sign on for another four years and then from there now I'm open service so that means that like I can leave anytime. I'm not in a contract anymore, which is nice. Now 11 years later I have progressed up the ranks and I'm now a senior I guess you call like a senior, they call them senior NCOs. So like a senior part of the defense force. I'm no longer in the lower ranks. I have people that I manage myself and just love it. I just love the the progression to becoming into PT. It was always a dream of mine when I first saw them, when I first joined and there were all these fit people taking us for physical training. And I was like, I want to be one of them to be one. It took me a long time. Life got in the way. It took me like seven years to get there, but once I got there, it was so amazing and it like definitely meant the world because I had had so many great experiences beforehand and a mix of great up and down like we have in life, like, you know, not so great as well, but taught me a lot. So when I got there, I was a lot more prepared and equipped and I could appreciate the journey a lot more. Just so the listeners know, Toastmasters, from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's basically like a group that you go to that helps teach you to get comfortable with public speaking, right? Yes. So I I know about that because I know that I need to join it myself. And hearing your story has inspired me that like, okay, it's absolutely happening because hearing the fact that you used to be so uncomfortable with speaking in front of people and reading and stuff, like I saw you through all of QCA and you seem so confident and like you would show up and I mean, hell, you're on a podcast right now. Like, look at how far you've come. So I wanted to touch on that, but then I also wanted to go into how you took your strengths and Mm. found your niche in the army and found your calling there. And now it sounds like you have taken that and transformed it into also your coaching business, right? They're related from my understanding, right? Definitely. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So 
I guess as you go through your journey, I mean, I've, I've been through mine, there's been many aspects that I've had to work on. I've always been physically fit because I love to play sport. Then the mental aspects. So a lot of the times I wouldn't perform well because I would have mental anxiety or be like, oh my gosh, like, you know, you can't do that. You don't deserve it. You know, all those fun beliefs and things that we have. And then that meant that that affected my ability to perform. So then I guess moving through all of that and like all the obstacles and kind of realizing that when I got to this job in the military of a physical training instructor and realizing that all of my learnings over my life about what physical training is and what it means to people and kind of like how it's affected by your brain and your soul connection and how you feel and what's kind of going on. If you don't listen to your intuition, you can injure yourself. Like there's definitely lots of parts to that and how it's actually like a full being. And that's how we are. We're a full being. We're not just one aspect. And so I think the beauty of that is from life and just struggling and learning and doing all the things through this job now to see it from other people. So I watch obviously at work, the impact of life on people, the impact of the military on people. I don't know everything about everyone, but people share and they confide and and they come to PT as a kind of like the fun thing of their day, which is incredible to be a part of. I think the beauty of all that is that I realise that my strength is just helping people love whatever makes them feel good. And I guess incorporating the, the whole of our lives together into one. That's what coaching is for me. It's like, it was such a beautiful transition because it was kind of like it's all the things I have learned and everything behind me that has now come into me being able to help women have the things that I wanted and, you know, over my life with all the aspects of everything. Of course, always working through things, always growing, always trying new things. But I just want women to feel so empowered and able to do all of these things. And I want them to feel good in their body and feel good about exercise and not think that they have to do, you know, one certain thing or eat certain things or there's not restriction. Like you can love every part of your life as a whole being and move forward into great health and well-being in the whole aspect of it. I think that's how it moved into my coaching and then QCA with like more learning about the NLP and the brain and how it worked. It all beautifully came together when I wanted to do coaching because I was like, this is everything that I am. This is like everything I'm learning and going through. And obviously my coaching will build off whatever I keep learning and going through, like having spiritual experiences and like learning from you know a bit of a sidetrack but I guess I had a experience where I learned that like my grandmas are both spiritual healers so they've passed that down to me so that's like a spiritual aspect it's like a beautiful yeah it all comes together I think that was kind of seeing all of that and watching myself grow from it so like living through it growing to who I am today shows me that it is me and that is my strength to be able to help women do the same thing and grow in whatever way it looks like for them but know that I have the tools because I've been through it myself to get to where I am so yes yes and I love that your program is called the holistic woman and the fact that you bring in the body the mind the soul and like from my understanding you talk about like you have your movement Monday and you focus on the body and finding what works for you moving your body. And then, you know, figuring out the food aspect and everyone is so different and everyone has different needs and everything. So I love that you mentioned like 
trusting our intuition to guide us and figure out how to navigate this world when we're constantly being inundated with like, this is the way to do this. This is the way to eat. This is the way you need to know this is the right way. And it's just exhausting trying to figure out how to live and be healthy as a woman in today's world. So I love that you bring all of that around. And it gets me curious because I am so passionate about all of this because I it was kind of forced upon me through my eating disorder. I had to learn how to move my body in a mindful manner with balance and everything. And then with my food, I had to figure out like how to nourish my body without binging, without restricting. And there was just so much that went into it. And it always gets me curious, like, have you had your own struggles with any of that stuff that kind of created this awareness for you? Yeah, definitely. I have lived in a family that we, when I was little, we owned a restaurant. So I was like the kid that took around the pepper and like it was too big for me. And I offered it to everyone with <laughs> my little smile. So I've always been around. Food has been a big part of my life and also a huge struggle in the fact that food was about celebration and love when I was a kid and growing up. Although I was a fussy eater and my mom was always trying to make me eat other things, but it was like, it was about love and that was how we shared it and I'd walk into the chef and ask what I wanted for dinner and black food was always such a fun abundant thing and then I got into my teenage years and I thought that I had to be skinny to look good to be loved and gosh you could go down the rabbit hole of that yeah oh yeah (laughs) but so I would eat like next to nothing and I would like try to really cut down on my food I'd have like half a sandwich for lunch and that would be it I'd like really cut and cut and cut And then once I tried that and I got skinny and it was fine, I then would be like, okay, if you eat something bad, you have to go and punish yourself in the gym. And so I would. If I ate anything bad, I would be in the gym for hours punishing myself. And I've linked a lot of that to being loved and, you know, over my life. That was I didn't realise that a lot of food was linked to that. Like obviously it was such a beautiful experience. I'd fight with that. Like once I quit swimming, I ended up eating heaps and then put on weight and then I had to deal with taking that off and going on a diet and and then everyone would be like, oh, you look great. And I was like, well, do I? I don't, like, I'm not eating half the things I like. Like, I'm not really enjoying things. I'm just getting skinny, you know, I'm fitting a mold. I think a lot of that has been a struggle of like, what is food to me? Like, it's been such a, like, almost like a tug of war for years of like, but you have to eat what you meant to and then like to look good and whatever. But then like, but you love food. It feels really good. So like right. that's huge. Yeah. And so fitness, yeah, kind of got lost in that too because I was using fitness as a punishment. So then it wasn't fun and then I wasn't moving my body sort of out of love. I was just moving my body because I had to punish myself for the food I ate. It definitely had a huge thing and that was kind of when I joined the military. I was in that stage. I was like 19, so I was quite young and you know obviously everything was like what you know like I have lots of men around me and I was like oh, good, good and I've got to also be good at my job and do what know what I'm doing and and I, I didn't have any idea like <laughs> I mean even yeah. now, but it's like <laughs> <laughs> I think the struggles with all of that were huge and very deep like very mm. into like 
Yeah. It's so nice. I mean, obviously it's not nice that you went through that, but it's so nice hearing that I see you and you are like the vision of health and, you know, awareness and beauty and you have so much going for you. So it's always almost a permission to hear that like you had to fight to get to where you are and I had to fight to get to where I am. And it's going to be a lifelong journey for me at least. And I imagine for most people that just figuring out like, how does this make my body feel? Oh, this movement that has worked for me for the past year is starting to feel draining for me and get curious. Okay, what else can I do? So I love to hear that you had your own battles to get to where you are. And it helps me appreciate it so much more now too. I think through our battles right like how else do we get to where we get to without fighting through things in life mm-hmm. yeah so as far as like physical fitness and everything I know that you do your movement Monday and that's always really inspiring to see so y'all we'll tag her social media and we'll talk about that at the end and everything but definitely go follow her so I'm curious why is movement important to you we move every day right like we move to get out of bed we move and like it's the essence of who we are and what we do because if we don't move then I'd just be laying in bed for my whole life it's so funny I don't think we think about it in such a simple way but it really is one foot in front of the other I think the beauty of that is that movement and like exercise and anything that you want to allow your body to function in a really good way is that if we find what we love in movement, like even if it's just going for walks, if you're such a person that just loves to walk, that's so beautiful. Like to find the joy for me in movement is why it's going to give us longevity of life. It's going to help with like, I mean, we could go into all the like cardiovascular diseases and all these other things. Like if we move more, these are less likely to happen, right? So we're less likely to have sort of any extra diseases we don't want in the long run or we're likely to feel better because of endorphins like they make us happy movement makes us feel good so I just think it's super important that we allow ourselves to find what we love in movement and really just do it because it's not only good for us but you will feel better in every aspect of your life if you move like it's that simple you don't have to make it complicated you don't have to be like I have to go to the gym for like this many hours to do this many lifts or something it movement is simple it's one foot in front of the other it's just literally what we do every day and if we allow ourselves to do more of it we'll feel good in every way you know mentally obviously physically that's why it's important to me totally yeah I totally agree like if I'm ever having a bad day if I'm able to force myself to move my body without fail every single time I walk away from that workout and I'm just like man 
the situation in my life might still suck, but I feel so much more capable of handling it now. And I feel better. Like I got the emotional release. I got the physical release and it's just so healing every single time. And it's so empowering to know that I did something for myself today, even if it's just, you know, a 10 minute dance party in your kitchen, find something that, like you said, that you enjoy, and it's going to look different for everyone. And that's a beautiful part of life. And no one movement is the best thing. It really is unique to each individual person. And that's the way it should be too. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. What are some of the ways that you like to, I know that you're really big into basketball. I always love watching your stories and stuff. I used to play basketball way back in the day, nowhere near as good as you, but what are some other ways that you like to move your body and kind of the benefits that you've seen from them? Mm. I love basketball. I play for the defense team, which is really cool. I only get to play kind of every time, every few times a year. I don't play as much. I used to play on the weekends, but I don't play as much anymore. I love to just shoot around. At work, we have a basketball board. So my training can be a warm up of shooting and playing a little bit by myself and then going and doing strength training. I love lifting weights, but I've loved that for a very long time. And that's been an accumulation. I've done that for years. So I know what I'm doing. It's not scary or, you know, like I've been in a gym. I literally work at a gym every day. So it's like very normal and natural for me. And I love taking my dog for a walk. That's one of my favorite things. Sometimes it can be challenging. I feel you like sometimes I'm like, oh gosh, like I've just come home for a huge day. I've already trained myself. I've done some things. And then to come and walk Piper, she's so excited. She's like pumped that I'm home and ready to go. And I'm like, oh my God, I just want to sit on the couch. Yeah, but I, the benefits of walking her every day are like same. If I'm going through something or I need to like think something out or I just need to let my brain kind of think it out without sitting and stewing. Because I feel like when I sit, I stew on it but when I'm walking it's like the beautiful thing of like you're moving forward and you're moving through it like you that's like how I see walking Piper with my brain because it can be going through so many things like I said like work could have like there was something at work and my brain's like oh my god trying to overthink it but if I'm moving forward with her and we're walking I'm allowing it to go through but I'm also allowing it to leave to be like okay cool we're like thinking through this like that's fine Or I'm allowing it just to be there and just be like, okay, this is just today, but we're moving forward. And I feel like that's a really beautiful thing to always be moving forward as you're walking. It just feels really good. So that's a huge benefit. I mean, benefits of like keeping my, if we're going to talk about like body, my weight stays pretty stable. I don't really weigh myself, but like I can see that everything stays pretty stable and I feel pretty good. I notice if I walk more, I just feel better, like in general. Like I said, with the brain, my brain feels better. I also feel like I just, my body feels more free and just able to, you know, like limber and able to kind of do anything, I guess. And it just allows me with my weight training as well. Sometimes I'm really sore, so I need to recover and I need to walk to allow myself to do that. I also have dance parties <laughs> just for celebrating life in my lounge room. Hope doesn't love those. She thinks they're quite funny. <laughs> if 
funny you might see yeah I put a few videos up before and she's just like what is my mum doing um, <laughs> yeah she's a bit weird but that's okay honestly anything I did a soccer dance thing for a little while just went and joined a class like for five weeks for fun just to try something completely new it was hilarious because I can't move my hips very well which was really funny they were like let's do oh what is it shake your booty or something and I was like I might just stay there <laughs> like trying for weeks to try and help me out and I was like guys I don't know how we're going with this and they're like we saw something oh my god that was so disappointive Uh, but you know like I honestly I try things I've changed up every six months I would say I kind of get bored sometimes I swim because I used to be a swimmer so I find that easy to go back to and so therapeutic in the water oh man it just feels so good to be one with the water and you don't have, you can't hear anything when you're in the water. So it's mm-hmm. like just such a beautiful experience. Honestly, I try lots of things. If something's going and someone's doing it and I'm like, oh, it looks good. I've tried CrossFit before. I've tried gymnastics. I just, I think it's important to change it up too, because I think sometimes you can get a little bit bored in the same thing. So I actually think it's really nice. And I like to see the struggle of my body of being like, I think I can do all these things and I go try something new and I'm like, oh my God, I'm a beginner again. Like I start again. It's cool to be a beginner again because you get humbled by the fact like you might be good at one thing, but you know, everyone has their strengths. So you get reminded of that every time you try something new. So yeah, I do whatever feels good at the time. That's awesome. And I love like, and I got this from you during QCA too, is you have such a open-minded perspective of like, you're so willing to try the new things. You're willing to make a mistake. You're willing to show up and be vulnerable. And like, you really have, it seems like you really push yourself on a regular basis, which is absolutely terrifying, but your perspective around it is so like welcoming, so just tangible. And it helps if everyone could have that mentality. Can you imagine what the world would be like? Like I personally, for instance, I just finished this rape defense course this week and it was so empowering that I want to continue my training. And I am looking into like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu And that sounds absolutely terrifying to me because I like to be the best. I like to, even though I don't look very strong, I've always been the strongest person in the room, the strongest girl in the room. I mean, nowhere compared to you, but like in my rooms at least. But the idea of starting this Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and being new and being the worst person in the room, that sounds absolutely terrifying and so intimidating so I love your perspective of like this is cool like it's humbling and I get to start over and I get to learn and grow and be on this journey and that's really inspiring for me I want to go after this call and go book a Brazilian jiu-jitsu class now Yes, <laughs> I want you to too. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, and then another thing that I'd be curious to find out about is when it comes to food, which is such a sensitive subject for so many people, I'm learning to see 
food more as fuel. And it's so hard to recognize that and really appreciate it in a society where it's like, you know, and with your upbringing where food is around celebration and every activity revolves around food and it's like people show their love with food and it's just so thrown at you all the time. And it's hard to figure out of like, that mindset of finding the balance there. So I'm curious, like how you feel around all of that. Mm. It is difficult. Like food, like you said, is everywhere and everyone has their idea of how to eat. I've tried many diets. I've tried many things to tell me how I should eat or what I should have, especially being in the fitness industry. It's such a big thing. I know that I'm not a chicken and rice human, but like constantly, that's not my jam. I'm definitely a person that likes to have flavor and lots of, you know, change it up. But I'm not the person that eats the same thing all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think what I've realized in my journey with food is everything in my, my parents say this to me, but like everything in moderation, like you can have anything you want in honestly, just don't go nuts. Like don't have a whole block he can have like a row but I guess with that it's kind of learning what works for you so the best thing I find is like if you eat something and an hour later how do you feel because (laughs) if you feel crappy okay that maybe isn't ideal for you that's just your body and your intuition and you're saying like this doesn't really help me I don't really love this or it doesn't fuel me and you can have some things that you like that are chocolate I like a raw chocolate every day, I'm obsessed. And maybe I don't feel amazing an hour later because it's not probably the most nourishing thing in my that I eat. But I balance it out and everything else is good for me or has some sort of nutritional benefit. But even in that, for example, my breakfast, and I ate it this morning, which was quite funny. And people laugh at me at work in the most loving way. I have Milo cereal like a child for breakfast. And I think it is the most exciting breakfast. I can't wait to come in and eat it. And I like run from my lesson and get out my cereal. And I'm like a kid in a candy store. It is the most exciting thing. And that has more benefits to me than if I sat and ate oats because I would just stare at them or feel sick or not want to eat them. Mm-hmm. So for me, food is more about the benefits come more than just like the fuel is incredible. And I think it's important because I then also have like yogurt and a banana and like other things for breakfast, which balance me out. Right. So that allows me to have that. And I still get all my fuel that I need from everything else, but that still gives me fuel. It's not just nothing food. It's still, it may not be the perfect. If we look into it, there's sugar and things. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm allowed. Like I can eat sugar. Things can happen. That's fine. It may not be the most nutritionally perfect meal, but I think it really comes down to you look at your whole day of fuel. It's not just that one thing that you're eating as well. I think sometimes we get so consumed with like, oh God, this one piece, if I look at the nutritional information on the back, it has sugar in it or it has this in it. Oh gosh, like, okay, I can't eat that at all. It's not the case. Like 
Your fuel comes from everything you eat in a day, in a week, in months. It depends what you're fueling yourself for. It depends on your goal in life. If you want to lose weight, obviously you have different goals to someone who wants to just maintain their weight, someone who wants to gain for building muscle. They're all very different. So fuel is needed in different ways depending on what you want from it. But I think getting not so caught up in the one individual thing and allowing yourself to see how the day goes and how you feel after each meal to really assess if that's something that you want in your life and if that really is helping you, then I think that's probably more important than what it says on a label. Mm, I, As you were speaking and saying that, it really hit me because... I still struggle with orthorexia, which is like a form of an eating disorder where you focus, you're obsessed with eating healthy. I personally, I eat very, very healthy and I'm learning to incorporate different treats and stuff. And don't get me wrong, like I have, you know, two to three pints of ice cream every single day and I have my treats and everything, but they are still healthy versions of them. And so one thing that I've been doing over the past two years or so, ever since I got my, like I got my eating disorder under control about three years ago, and I needed a year to really solidify that. And then I started to incorporate a few more little treats and like, quote, scary foods, like trigger foods. Yet I love your mindset of like, It's not just this one sitting. It's not just, okay, so I want to have a candy bar now and I'm going to hell for this. Like, no, it's your entire day and finding the balance to fuel the entire day. And your example of, I have a bowl of cereal and then I have yogurt and banana and like, I still fuel my body. And my mom always tries to remind me like, Danny, sometimes you need to just eat for your soul. Like sometimes there are certain foods that might have zero nutritional value, but they feed your soul. That's something that I'm really trying to embrace and appreciate. And hearing you say that just now really helped kind of anchor that in more. So thank you for that. You're welcome. I 100% agree with the soul. Like, That is why I eat Milo cereal in the morning because I'm like a child and I get excited and that like purely is self-food. And yeah, I'm so about that. So Mm -hmm. I anchored that in for you. Yes, that's awesome. And then as far as, so the next section is like, you know, we've talked about body and moving our body and movement. And then we've talked about food and fueling it. And in my journey... I got the exercise and I started working on that. And then I got the eating under control and I've really been working on that. And now the next step of my journey is learning to incorporate rest and recovery and self-care. That has kind of brought everything together in a beautiful package of finding balance for the first time in my life. I'm very curious to hear what your thoughts are on that. 
Yeah, I think rest, recovery, self-care, they are all so important and it's been a journey for me as well to understand that. I used to be like a go, 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 burnout sort of person. And probably in the last few years have I really capitalised on the benefits of rest and recovery and the benefits of just looking after myself. And it's interesting. It started with, for me, like having a facial once a month and just kind of taking the time out, but making it that I had to book something in, like, you know, a massage or a facial, because then I had to go, right? I had to make that time for myself because I had booked it in and you can't cancel a booking. Uh, or you can't but, make that commitment. You know, Exactly. Yeah. And normally there's like a bit of a fee attached to it or something, or you put down something. So you're like, okay, I have to go. So that started for me a few years ago. And I think changing to be a PT, I realized as well that there's a lot of energy in taking lessons and having being around people all the time. So you need rest. Otherwise you can't give that energy, right? So it started with bookings of things and I started to make that a constant thing. And I now that's like a staple in my life where I have bookings and probably once a week I have something, which is very handy. That's like booked and I have to go and do. And so that means that I take out that time for myself. Then it kind of built more in the fact of like, you know, sometimes I go have a bath if I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed and I'm a bit, I just need to like sit in water because water's really beautiful for me. And that's just such a, way for me to reconnect with my body and sometimes yeah like going for walks with Piper being a bit more intentional and understanding I use that as self-care for the brain to like think things out and move through things and so self-care now and looks different than it did like before I think I realized that there's a lot more to self-care than just you know maybe booking an appointment like I used to just to try and but that was kind of the start of it and I think the more I realize that I give my time to myself and I allow myself to rest. So I'm really big on, I have days on the weekend where I don't actually go out unless I take my dog for a walk and that's it. I literally spend my time in my house. I'm a bit of a homebody. So I use that time now where I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit and I might journal for a little bit or I might just sit and watch TV because for me, so interesting because I'm a generator but I'm a generator that enjoys, like, I need sound, to, like, for eating and things, like, which I didn't realize because I used to be like, why do I like, you know, everything work better when I have something in the background? I don't have to be watching it per se, but I just need noise. And so I'm learning that about myself. I allowed myself to turn on the TV when I was like, don't turn on the TV. You shouldn't have it on. You know, that whole, like, societal thing of, like, you shouldn't have the TV on. But once I did it and I got over that and I realized that it was just something that it helped me. It was actually really beneficial to have something going on in the background. Then that was great because then I would do things and I've started painting again recently. And I started like just other things that I hadn't done in a really long time for self-care, like baths was something I hadn't done in ages. And I started to get back into those and allowing myself to just be able to be in my house locked up for a day and only take her out is like, the most beautiful thing because then when I go to work during the week and I'm running my business and stuff, I have time and I'm much more effective and efficient and I'm just more present and I'm able to be there for everyone and for myself. I'm able to honour my own intuition. I'm able to honour who I am and 
if I need a break, I'm able to honor that because I'm like, okay, I just need five minutes. I'm just going to go sit in like a different room for me to shut the door. And everyone's like, that's cool. But it's because I'm like, if I want to be functioning fully and I want to be able to give the love and be able to be the person I want to be to really be there for others and inspire and do everything that I want to do in a really good and positive and to the best of my ability at the time, then I have to allow myself the time to recoup and recover so that I'm able to do that. Because when I burnt out only a few years ago and I nearly went on stress leave for work, like I wasn't able to function. I mean, I was still moving around. I still went to work. I still did physical training, but I was gaining weight and I wasn't okay. And I was like, yeah, there was so much going on there that I wasn't able to do my job well. I was just there. I was just a hollow human that was there. And I had a lot of support and a lot of people tried to help me and it was great. And I was like, even though it was a horrible situation, I did have a lot of support on the other side from different people, but it wasn't enough because I couldn't support myself. I couldn't look after myself. Like I could to the basic human level, but I wasn't able to give myself the same love or other people and it just meant that I was doing a subpar job and that felt shitty you know like I want to be able to show up fully and if I can't I want to be able to show up for myself and then in the way of also allowing myself to rest to show up I want to be honoring who I am and honoring what I need because how can I honor other people's needs if I can't honor my own so I just felt very much like I don't ever want to reach burnout again. I don't want to be there because it's horrible. And I want to be able to be the best person I can be. So I need to be able to rest, recover and have things for self-care and just look after me because I think it's the most important thing. Yes. And, you know, I am a homebody. I'm a generator as well. And it's so easy to go, 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 go. And constantly as generators, we have opportunities coming to us at all times. And I don't know about you, but for me, I really struggled with learning to turn things down and saying no. And it got to the point where I was just so overwhelmed and I was incapable of taking rest and recovery, rest in from my work, recovery from my exercise. Like I just had such an all or nothing personality that I constantly was going. And it finally hit a point where I just, my body said like, no, I can't handle this anymore. And our bodies give us signals our bodies minds if we're burnt out from work like it's our minds our emotional bodies and they give us signals if we don't honor them then it is going to be forced upon us we are going to get injured we're going to get sick we're going to get burnt out like whatever it is and so this past probably four months or so I've really been working on learning to rest and learning to sit down and watch a TV show in the middle of the day, which feels like even just saying that out loud gives me anxiety because I constantly want to be doing. But I'm realizing that 
when I honor my rest that way and actually give myself that reprieve, then I come back so much stronger and so much more capable. And so you're right that like when we give ourselves the self-care and the rest and recovery and everything, then we can show up for others and ourselves so much more fully moving forward. So I have really enjoyed all of this. And I love that we got to talk about so many different parts of basically being a holistic woman and being healthy and everything. So that's kind of the perfect segue. You have your holistic woman program, and I would love to hear more about that. Yeah. So it's a six-week program and it's one-on-one coaching every week with access to me on it's that I don't know if you guys Voxer. Oh um, so. yeah. So like you can chat and message me with anything that's going on. And what happens is through each week, we have first week's like a movement plan. I send you like a video of like movement that you watch, and then there's a worksheet for each week. We work through like whatever movement looks like to you, plans that we go through your belief system, understanding of your body, how you feel. We look at food how it makes you feel like I said keeping a bit of a little food diary so a bit of awareness first not in the way of that you need to know everything you eat but just awareness of what you are putting in your body to understand it so then we can look at how it makes you feel and then journaling and understanding that and then we work into stepping out of your comfort zone so like trying new things like giving things a go just seeing how it feels like you know having coffee by yourself like it can be super simple some people think stepping out of the comfort zone is like jumping out of a plane it doesn't have to be that crazy it can just be you know like maybe you just want to go for a walk by yourself for 20 minutes just trying something that's completely new that you've never done before and so that's kind of something that we work in to as well we look at rest and recovery which we've kind of talked about today just the ability to allow yourself to have time for you to reconnect with who you are, to just come back to yourself, reconnect to your body, what that feels like. And it kind of goes through the process of like, we look at recovery, like using a roller or stretching or giving yourself time for the body. Cause obviously movement is part of that or walking or whatever that seems or feels good to you. And then we work through like intuition and self-talk, how that affects you. What does that look like? What are you telling yourself daily? How does that change your life? What do you want that to look like? And yeah, how do you listen to your intuition? What do you do when it happens? Like when you feel it, what do you do? Do you ignore it? Or do you take it on? Do you decide to like go, yes, or do you just be like, mm, I'm just gonna, nah, it doesn't, you know. So it's kind of looking at all of those things as a woman and how as busy women, sometimes we don't think we have time, but there's these small things that you can do in the self-care piece as well. That's in other weeks. That's the full six weeks of that. It's like, how can I look at every aspect of my life as a woman and allow it to come together and help me become the woman that I want to be, reconnect with who I am? Because it's very, like we said, it's very individualized. The beauty of the program is it allows you to figure out what you want as a woman holistically in the space of health and wellness and using the mind, the body and the soul. We touch all of it so that you can see yourself as a fully, like a whole being 
and you can really understand and reconnect with who you are as a woman and who you want to be moving forward in every aspect of your health. Wow, that sounds so expansive and so just all-encompassing of what it really means to be a holistic woman. Like that name was so perfect for it. As we are nearing the end of this episode, so where can the listeners find you? Yeah, so I'm Katie Sontag on Instagram. I think it's Katie underscore. Yeah, and, and then, do you want to spell that for them? Oh, K-A-D-I and then like an under. Underscore. Underscore. Yeah. <laughs> Sontag, S-O-N-N-T-A-G. Yes, and we will tag that in the show notes as well. Yeah, and I'm on Facebook as well. And I also have a Holistic Woman community if you want to join it. Ooh. So you can... It is, if you have Facebook and you add me on Facebook, you can join the community. It's just a beautiful group of women who want to look at life holistically and yeah, just, we kind of just chat. We just see how everyone's going, what's going on in life. And we share lots of books or things that we like or things that are happening that maybe we think that would be great for the group. And that's where I put all my offers and new things that are coming up and any challenges or anything I'm running, I put in there. So yeah. That's awesome. And then do you have any final words to leave the listeners with? Just lead with love in mm-hmm. everything you want. Yeah. Yes. Choose love over fear every single time. Yeah. yeah. Love For yourself that. and others. Yes. Oh, well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And I just love you. And if you guys could like see the video of this, Katie just constantly has this giant smile on her face at all times. (laughs) So thank you. And then also before we end the episode, I want to remind you guys that I am hosting a retreat in Sedona at the end of October, October 26th through the 29th. It'll be seven world-class coaches are hosting it. It will be all about like, you know, I'm talking about vulnerability and your relationship with food and body. We have the cycle syncing and intuition expert. We have career and purpose. We have embodiment, like women's embodiment. We have money, like all different things, breath work. It's going to be so all-inclusive and trauma work. And yeah, so if you guys have any questions about that, I will include that in the show notes as well. Follow your magic retreat. It is going to be incredible and it is open now for purchase. So get on in while you still can. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was such an honor to be on you. Oh.